Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Come on. Hello. Hi. Hey, Glenn. It's, it's, it's Glenn. Hey, Glenn. How you oh. doing, buddy? I'm all right. Thank you. Fantastic, my friend. Thanks for taking the time to call in today. Sure, man. Sure. Good stuff. Glenn Hughes with Deep Purple, uh, Black Country Communion, and, and many more. Yeah. How has your day been going, buddy? Oh, sorry. I've been very busy doing PR all morning, so good to good to hear your voice. You and the band, uh, Deep Purple, wrote Burn in Clearwell Castle, which was built in the right. 1700s. That had to be awesome. It was. We were in the dungeon creating that album writing songs, jamming away, coming up with new ideas, forming a new friendship with these guys. And uh, it was a wonderful hot summer. It was 50 years ago, Ethan, this week that we were writing those songs in that castle. That is amazing that it survived this long. Uh, it's got to feel pretty good to have a 55 decades of this album being out. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a long time ago uh, for people that are younger, but it's it's a, a moment in time that everything has a purpose, and I believe the Burn album was a, a majestic new album from a band that had made some changes. How so? Were these uh, guys that you were just meeting now in the band, or did you know any of them beforehand? Well, they had been coming to see me play in my band Trapeze uh, across America and in England. They, they kept showing up to see me. I had I had no idea that they were going to eventually ask me to join. So I just thought they were massive bands of my band. So, yeah. <laughs> How were the acoustics in that dungeon in Clearwell Castle when you and Dave were working on vocal harmonies and stuff? It was pretty immaculate. I mean, we were for forging a new identity, David and I. Uh, again, the, the band came together very strong in the summer of 73, Again, new friendships were being born, and David and I were carving our way into the history box with Deep Purple. A lot of people talk about, um, you know, when Zeppelin were writing Zeppelin Four. I think they did something similar in a castle. Do you think that Clearwell Castle's ambiance had any effect on the writing of Burn? I think so, because, you know, they were, we were making a new album with a little slight change of direction, the ambiance and the if you're working in a castle that's so ancient and everybody around is is very cool and you know legend has it this the place is very haunted and but it was a, a remarkable place to create new music You've told the story before, and you have to share it with everybody, that uh, Richie Blackmore would play some pranks on people, especially yeah. you, because of the castle Me, being yeah. haunted. Yeah, I was the... Well, Richie and I came to the castle first before anyone else. And John Lord warned me that Richie was going to do something. So the first night, I was fast asleep, 3 o'clock in the morning, and ooh, 
Blackmore had rigged rigged a speaker under my bed, <laughs> and he was in his bedroom with a microphone making these ghoulish noises. Well, if you're fast asleep, right, and you don't know what, you and you're in this castle, you wake up in the dark, and oh my, what's going on? <laughs> you know. Then, I, then I, of course, I heard him laughing down the hallway. So, yeah, it was an interesting breakfast the next day. <laughs> Were you ever, ever able to get back at him for that one? Did you prank him at all? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was noticing when I was uh, looking on the Internet about the castle itself, uh, I don't think it's as haunted anymore because I think the dungeon is now a dance club. The whole thing's a wedding venue. That's correct. It is. It was becoming, when I was there in 73, it was fast. It was going to change. It started to be the next year or so. It came. It just changed. Yeah. I, I'd like to go back anyways. I, I, I'll be back there in, in October, close to where the castle is. I'm probably going to go back and say hello. Oh, I definitely would. I mean, you guys did something amazing there. There's so much history. I'd, I'd have to stop in myself if that was you. Yeah. Yeah. With Mark Three and Mark Four of Deep Purple, you were brought in originally to replace Roger Glover on bass, and then there was talk right. of you also being lead singer, um, and then Paul Rogers was talked to, and mm. it finally settled on you and David being co-lead singers. How did that uh, play out with you and David? It worked out really well, obviously. It was great. I mean, they told me when I was going to join that Roger, Paul, my friend Paul Rogers was going to, they were going to ask him to join. But Paul had already started Bad Company, so therefore the band had to find someone else. And it took us about nine or ten weeks until we found a young David Coverdale in the north of England. That's got to be hard. I play a guitar and sing a little myself, and it's hard as hell to play bass and sing, I think, at the same time, because the bass has got to be so locked in with the drums on tempo. Yes. Did that take you a long time to get both of those down really well? Uh, for me, I've been playing bass and singing for quite some time, uh, and singing is important. Like, I, 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 the, my mentor was, was McCartney, so the way he he wrote songs and able to play them with bass was very important for me. So I took it from him. So for me to sing with David was natural. You know, he had the he had the lower voice. I had the higher register. So when we were at the microphone together, we had the same vibrato. We spoke the same language, and we loved the same kind of music. That's awesome. I've heard a story that at one point, uh, Eddie Van Halen wanted you to replace mm. David Lee Roth in Van Halen. Is that true? Well, look, it, it, I was at Eddie's house in the early 90s, and um, he'd spoken about when David left the band, they were looking for someone to replace him and they were thinking about me and then you know um they went with sammy so they, I don't, they had probably had their eyes on a, a couple of people but it was nice to know I've, i mean i've known eddie since 1978 since the first album i was at one of their shows when they were opening for sabbath so eddie's manager Noel monk was my tour manager in trapeze back in the early 70s you know, it, it's crazy. I, I've, I've interviewed a number of uh, musicians, and back in the 70s and 80s, it was really kind of a small world where all the managers and very, bands at some point had yeah. friends, uh, friendships all over the place. Yes, very small world. 
You, uh, speaking of amazing guitarists, are out on the road with Ingve Momstein right now. He is one of those musicians that most people would probably be intimidated by. Have you ever sat down with him and just jammed in the room? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known Ingve since '83. He opened for one of my bands in the '83 in LA, and Ingve jammed with me on one of my songs in London 12 years ago. And Ingve and I have been speaking about doing something like this for quite some time and here we are about to start yeah and you are going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of burn live in concert are you still launching the shows with burn because it was a huge concert opener for you in the day no i'm, I'm going to close with burn because it's a huge it's a great opener but for me it's a better closing track i think people will wait for that one so let's see what happens i think it's it's been going we've just done a selection of shows in europe since May, we've done about 23 shows, and it's been going wonderful. Well, we can't wait to see you here uh, at the Capitol Theater, September 23rd. Glenn Hughes, thank you for taking the time. 